Good evening and welcome to Salt and Light Radio. I'm Hunter Combs. Again tonight in the studio, we have a special guest, Theo Dennis from the OM Ships Ministry in Cape Town, South Africa. Thanks for joining us again, Theo. Oh yeah, great. Thanks again, Hunter. Last time uh, you were on, we spoke about uh, impactful prayer and missions. And tonight we want to actually continue that conversation on. We want to think a little bit further about prayer and sort of what it means as we um, engage in prayer in ministry, in missions. Last time we looked at Ephesians 6, how our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against the principalities, against the rulers over this present darkness. Uh, We looked at sort of how other large religions in the world have actually, they're part of, they've started in a prayer movement, if you will. Islam prays five times a day, Buddhism, Hinduism, there's a prayer sort of ingrained in these world religions. Yet we as the people of God with the truth of God ought to be investing ourselves in prayer. And we, we, we know from what the Word says that when we pray, God works. God is delighted to answer the prayers of his saints. Um, and you see that actually as Jesus is in the upper room with his disciples about to go off and he's about to be crucified, he tells them uh, in John 15 that they should abide in me and I in you. And he says, by this my Father is glorified. Uh, that you bear much fruit and my father will be glorified. He said, if you ask anything in my name, he will do it. And so Mm. part of, I've heard D.A. Carson explain that, saying that part of the fruit that we bear as Christians is that the father answers prayer and he's so glorified in answering the prayers of the saints because that is what truly brings him honor and glory. Look, you asked of me in my son's name and I've done it to bring glory to myself, to bring glory to Christ. So... Let's continue on with that conversation tonight, Theo. Let's just discuss um, some more about prayer as mm. we look at ministry mm. and think a bit more deeply about yeah, this. Yeah, I was, uh, I was encouraged and motivated by the story of um, the, uh, the, not the Mennonites. The Moravians. The Moravians. Yeah, a uh-huh. hundred years of 24-hour nonstop prayer. Uh, yeah, a hundred years, 24-7, yeah. seven days a week. For over 100 years, that led to an incredible movement of mission. Hmm. Um, And uh, mission is, of course, as John Piper says, mission exists because worship does not. Hmm. Missions will end, but worship will last forever. Hmm. And so that is, is, uh, we exist for the final glory of God as you mm. said earlier. And so um, I was really encouraged by that, intimidated, but encouraged <laughs> by the, uh, the, the movement of the um, Moravians under the leadership mm. of that good man called Count Zinzendorf mm. and how they, they agreed uh, on issues of repentance, on issues of unity and diversity, uh, you know, how they were different, some of them from poor peasant backgrounds, some yeah. of them from affluent backgrounds, but how they could live together uh, and be unified um, in their diversity. And that mm. should encourage us as South Africans, where we have the highest disparity between rich and poor in the world. Mm. In the world, there's a Gini coefficient that is used to measure the gap between rich and poor people. And South Africa has the highest. Over 10 years ago, we overtook Brazil. 
Wow. So, I mean, yeah, drive in Cape Town and you go around the corner in Camps Bay and Hout Bay and, and yeah. Clifton and you'll see the number of Maseratis and Ferraris mm. and uh, Bentleys, you know, and then you drive down the road to uh, past the airport and you'll see a different side, mm. a different story. Yeah. So, yeah. And Hunter, we, we spoke about um, it takes a prayer movement to woo a prayer movement. That's the last we spoke about um, impactful yeah. prayer. And then also it takes a prayer movement to contend with a prayer movement. Mm. Uh, and so we need to understand, as we said the last time, that our weapons are not against, our fight is not against flesh and blood. Yeah. But it's against principalities and powers and wickedness in high places. And I've been in places in the world um, like uh, Asia, Far East Asia, Southeast Asia, where Hinduism, Buddhism, Shintoism, uh, all these isms have, have a hold on, on people. Hmm. Um, but the, the, the distinctive thing that I've, I've, I've witnessed in that part of the world is how spirituality is far more visible. Hmm. Why? Before you go into the post office, there's a little shrine. There's a God to the post office. Yeah. Before you go into the government office, there's a shrine. Bef you, you, you're driving along the road. I was in India driving along the road and on a, on a, on a kind of like a, not a highway, but like a motorway where you, you, know, you don't stop. This bus in the middle of nowhere stops. And the gachi, the, dri the driver's assistant, he jumps out and runs about 100 meters up a hill to pay homage to the God of the road that's, that's protecting the road. Oh, my word. And there was a little shrine up there that he ran to put a couple of bananas on there, you know, sure. and say, hey, here's something to appease you. Will you please protect us? <laughs> hmm. And uh, that high level of superstition hmm. that is driven by religion, um, well, or religion that is driven by superstition yeah. is so prominent and so part of the human experience, mm. uh, but certainly I see this heightened in places like Asia where spirituality is very visible. In the mm. Western world, it's a private thing. Yeah. You know, people sit behind their walls and they, they pray where in, 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 in Asia, it, it's all out there. Little mm. shrines everywhere. You go to Singapore, Malaysia. In some of these sophisticated places, even like I've been to Japan, to Kyoto, you know, where they practice some of the oldest forms of, of, of uh, Shinto and, and that kind of thing. So, hmm. so um, you know, as we get into this, this uh, prayer uh, move, we get to places where I would like to encourage us to see prayer and, and encourage us through images of prayer. Mm. That we that we can see and um, sure. and what do you mean by images of prayer? Yeah, images of prayer is just some um, analogies that would okay. help us in understanding uh, how we can view prayer okay. more more creatively in our heads. So mm -hmm. this, I'm a creative person, so this this yeah. helps me. So the 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 first thing is we got to view prayer as an open door, um, especially uh, you know. In lockdown, where we can't go anywhere, we can't yeah. go on prayer journeys, we can't do all these things, uh, you know, prayer knows no barriers. Hmm. 
if you're praying for Pakistan, you don't need a visa. Mm. You don't need a passport. You don't need inoculations. You don't need all the government uh, kind of red tape to get to this place. You know, you can send satellites of prayer from mm. Cape Town to Lahore, uh, Ralpindi, um, some of these places in Pakistan. Yeah. Just from where you're sitting. So mm. this is the power of prayer. Prayer is mm. an open door. It's an invitation um, to shoot off missile prayers. I mean, we saw the other day in the 11-day war, we saw mm. those missiles going to and fro from Israel to Palestine. Mm. And uh, uh, that's the powerful kind of short, sharp, potent prayers that we can pray. Mm. Um, I remember a, a writer, I read a book, um, a guy by the name of uh, Peter White, not Peter White, John White. Okay. Um, John White, um, he was an American physician okay. reading a prayer letter about uh, an American nurse who was serving in the Philippines. Mm. And he read that she had spinal, she contracted spinal tuberculosis. Wow. And he was a straight-jacket, evangelical kind of uh, believing uh, man. And he, in his shock when he read this, he just prayed a prayer. Mm. He said, Lord Jesus, will you heal this woman in Jesus' name? Amen. And he, it meant, you know, he didn't follow up on this thing, but he just, it eventually came to his desk to say that this woman was healed. Wow. And when they <laughs> traced this back, he traced it back to the day he prayed in his office. He prayed that prayer. Oh, my word. Long story short, he eventually married that woman. Wow. Isn't that beautiful? <laughs> John White. Wow. Um, so yeah, we don't we don't need all these uh, uh, um, you know visas, passports, vehicles. Yeah, we 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 can we can pray wherever we are, mm. and 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 that's powerful. So prayer is an open door. Um, we can travel wherever we want with prayer, and so so the the whole thing that I want to speak about is this: prayer is not where you're praying for your big toe. You know, or you're praying for your 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 grandmother. Uh, you're praying for your own needs. This is prayer outside of yourself. Mm. This is what we call missional prayer, nation prayer, prayer where we bring the nations of the world before God. And so, Father, you can do this. And I'll I'll encourage you to get yourself a world map. You know, yeah. get the world visual. If we talk about places like Kazakhstan, Azerbaijan. Uh, Pakistan, Afghanistan, Kanifistan, mm. you know, these, <laughs> these are the places. These are not new pizza names. These are real places in the yeah. world that we have. And so we've got to familiarize ourselves. If you're going to be strategic in prayer mm. uh, and, and contend in prayer as, mm. as, as a prayer movement, we need to get aware of, of the stuff. And there are many helpful uh, resources, uh, yeah. Resources like Operation World, mm. uh, the Joshua Project. Right. Just go online, uh, and it's incredible what 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 we have there. Mm. And then um, the second analogy is this whole iceberg analogy. You know, um, this thing about an iceberg is that what you see is ten percent. Yeah. What you don't see is ninety percent underneath the surface of the water you'll see this floating iceberg. 
mm. you know, and this whole thing uh, about ten <clears throat> percent being behavior mm. and ninety percent um, being driven by culture and attitude, mm. um, and 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 that is why um, the scripture that I'd like to read to us is Second Corinthians ten. Another scripture on um, strategic spiritual warfare. And Paul says here to the Corinthians, the weapons we fight with are not weapons of the world. Hmm. On the contrary, they are divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments. Arguments, we're talking about dogma, we're talking mm. about uh, theologies, we're talking about philosophies, we're talking about all these things where people place their hope in. We demolish these arguments and every p pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought and make it obedient to Christ. And mm. we will be ready to punish every act of disobedience once your disobedience is complete. But the whole thing of understanding that what we see on the surface is 10% of what is actually driving people. Mm. What is driving Islam? What is driving the Buddhist world? What is driving the Hindu, uh, the, the, the animist world, the mm. the the Shinto world, uh, what is driving the, the, the world in terms of what people hold on to. Mm. And, and it's kind of the prayer that Elijah said uh, uh, to his servant, Lord, open his eyes that he may see, hmm. you know, and we really have to see people through the eyes of God. Yeah. And when we see that, we say, Lord, open my eyes to see the, the deception that hmm. people are living on to. Uh, um, the, the, what they're holding on to. Um, I saw a program I about Islam in West Africa years ago when I was living mm. in England. I was shocking the syncretism, how mm. the West, uh, West African Muslims have taken on Islam but has blended it with their own form of animism. Mm. Um, it's kind of mixed with... Spirit worship, ancestor worship, everything That's sort of mixed into Islam. That's right. You know, but yeah. people people do that all the time on different levels. Even, yeah. Even uh, us even in, in, in Christian, Christian faith, yeah. uh, there's, there's uh, a syncretism. So um, this whole idea um, of, of the iceberg of really seeing, saying, Lord, help me to see what is below the surface, what drives behavior, mm -hmm. what drives norms within a culture. Uh, that is binding people hmm. um, that you see today. So that's and the second one. The third one, you, an American, you know what the Grand Canyon is all about. Yeah. I come from the Grand Canyon state is in it? Arizona. Yeah. Oh, flip. And yeah. so you, there you got the, 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 the river. What's it? The, the Colorado River. The Colorado yeah. River. Yeah. It's so big you can see it from outer space, the that Grand Canyon. Phenomenal. Yeah. Beautiful. It's amazing. I saw this picture, and I hope you can just Google it when you look at the Grand Canyon and Way below the Grand Canyon, you see this river. Yeah. You know, hundreds of meters below there, you see this river, and you see, wow, look at this hard, impenetrable, impenetrable rock, <laughs> you know? But that Grand Canyon was formed by that river yeah. of water mm. that just year in and year out just washed over that, 
uh, that rock and just wore that rock away. Hmm. You know, and I look at it when Paul says to us, pray, pray without ceasing. You know, here we are, little guys, and we're praying and interceding. And, and, and uh, this whole idea of, of our little prayers wearing down at the walls of the enemy hmm. that is built up around deceived hmm. um, cultures, deceived uh, villages, towns, cities, uh, countries of the world, you hmm. know. And uh, we are starting to see breakthroughs. Mm. As we've been praying, you know, one of the key prayers uh, instruments that has helped us every Ramadan, it's the 30-day the Ramadan uh, prayer booklet mm. where you get to pray through um, a, a nation, a people every day. There's a mm. prayer emphasis, a prayer focus. This past Ramadan, I focused on, uh, I'm a very visual person, so mm. I focused on the, the, there was a movie clip every day uh, that was put out by, I just can't get to them, but every day, um, it's, it's this thing that's uh, prayer cast. It's called okay. prayer cast. Yeah. And uh, they put on, um, you know, praying for different sections or sects mm. of Islam or countries or focus areas, Saudi Arabia, Kuwait, blah, 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 that kind of thing. Oh, so powerful hmm. just to pray along with somebody who says, I was a Muslim Saudi, now I follow Jesus. Pray with me for mm. Saudi Arabia. And bang, together you can just stand with them in prayer. Mm. So the, this Grand Canyon effect, you know, as we pray, as this river mm. takes momentum, it doesn't start off as a huge, mighty flowing river. It starts off as a trickle. Every river starts off as a, as a little trickle, a mm. spring somewhere. But it starts, and as it gains momentum, it becomes a mighty, mm. mighty flowing river. Yeah. And so I, I like this. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world. On the contrary, they, they, they have divine power. Hmm. The dynamus is hmm. with us, you know. And so um, I love this picture. And then, of course, hmm. you, you being uh, uh, an American from a cold country, I don't know how much <laughs> snow you get up where you are in Arizona, <laughs> but... Uh, um, I've lived in countries where there's snow, and uh, just as a South African, first seeing snow, I, I just you just see these little, mm. little flakes, flakes falling yeah. from the sky. <laughs> um, but you know, Hunter, when you have an avalanche mm. in the Swiss Alps, those little flakes are deadly. Yeah. You know why? Because they're all together. They pack up. Yeah. Huh? Mm. And as they pack up, they become an incredible force mm. to be reckoned with because together they are powerful. Mm. They can cause huge areas of a mountain to just, you know, slip down, descend mm. into the valley and kill and maim such a lot of people and destroy such a lot of stuff. So the snowflake, the picture, the analogy of the snowflake is the whole thing of, of your prayers and mm. my prayers prayed wherever we are starts adding on, putting mm. pressure on some of these walls, on some of these areas of resistance mm. for years. And now we're starting to see, oh, the fastest growing church in the world is in Iran. Mm. Sure. Islamic country. Huh? Yeah. 
Like we prayed many years ago, you're probably a little bit too young about this, but the, the walls of the communist, uh, the yeah. Berlin walls. <laughs> that was the year I was born, 1989. Yeah. That's <laughs> so coming, I wasn't praying. <laughs> that, coming, that coming down, you know, uh, persistent, um, fervent, communal prayer. Mm. And um, God is raising up so much of, of, of this around the world, all these Kansas City prayer movements, uh, the Korean prayer movement, uh, the South African prayer movement, the Jericho Walls prayer movements mm. that's happening. It's just, it's just incredible mm. how this groundswell of prayer is happening and God is sending the breakthrough. Mm. Incredible. I mean, that's really what happened with the Moravians though, isn't it? They prayed for a hundred years and then, yeah. then it's like an avalanche. The Lord... <laughs> finally just answered those prayers in his timing. Unbelievable. I mean, he, he could answer it right then and there, but in his sovereign timing, he, he chose to wait. He chose to tarry. Yep. Mm. Now, let me take you to North Africa. And in North Africa, uh, there, was a, um, there was a missionary, and um, her name was Lilius Trotter. Mm. And uh, Lilius Trotter, I mean, a beautiful story about this real... Um, uh, noble, a woman coming out of real noble birth, blue line, uh, blue blood kind of birth, mm. you know, woken up in the morning by uh, the, the maid with the, the tea, bell, that yeah. kind of thing, that kind of lady, um, how she leaves that life to really follow what God has created for her for and, and says no to her, her life of nobility and moves to North Africa where God is calling her. And um, what happens there is that she uh, is called to the North African Berber people. Hmm. And they haven't seen, you know, Charles Marsh, people like that, worked there for 25 years. They haven't seen any fruit. Hmm. Uh, 25 years. They wow. haven't seen real fruit, you know, like, like 10, 20, 30 people come to Christ. And um, she says, she in, talks about uh, uh, prayer in this way. She said they were living in a, in a house near a bakery. And um, one night, she said, their wall just came crashing down. <laughs> and um, when they kind of investigated what was happening, they then discovered that the kneading machine of the baker that used to knead was sending vibrations to the very foundations of the wall. <laughs> and eventually, after X amounts of years of vibration, it brought that wall down. <laughs> And she then concluded, and she wrote this about how she uh, ties this to, to prayer. prayer yeah. She says, each prayer beat down a year uh, vibrates up to the very throne of God. The prayer does its work through that throne on the principalities and powers around it. Just as each one of the repeated throbs from below um, the structure of this house, through it, it only um, the only last one that produces the visible effect. Hmm. So what she's saying is, I can't read my own handwriting. What she's <laughs> saying is that it was the last prayer that delivered the final blow. Mm. It's like that kneading machine, the vibes mm. that happened in, in that thing 
hitting against the foundations mm. for so many years. It was that last vibration that brought down that wall. Mm. And she says, you never know when it will be the last prayer to bring mm. down that wall of resistance. Mm. And so we have to just keep going at it. And mm. so, yeah, um, it's, it's, it's um, just incredible that we find ourselves um, now in lockdown in particular. Um, you know, there's been such a lot of change and there's, there's uh, a loss of momentum uh, mm. with regards to mission and prayer. Uh, not prayer really, but mission actually, yeah, the, the, actually the activity uh, getting out there because of lockdown. There's a loss of urgency because mm. we're now inward focus. It's about self-preservation. There's a loss of access. Difficult mm. to get visas because you don't have vaccination. Mm. You know, you're not vaccinated. Um, restrictions. Um, this is your variant and that you're coming down. Mm. All of those kind of things. There's a, a loss of unity. Uh, there's conspiracy theories. Mm. Um, there's policies that some governments has, has put in place. Um, there's a loss of authority, poor testimony, mm. things that happen that Christians do in the name of Christianity that has brought down our, uh, our testimony, yeah. uh, put us in, in disrepute. Um, and, and a loss of clarity. What mm. is mission now? Do we yeah. physically have to get out there or do we have to get on our computers uh, and not physically get to North Africa or to mm -hmm. Indochina or to wherever? Uh, do we just do this virtually? Mm -hmm. uh, how do we do this? You and I know that discipleship is walking with somebody. Yeah. Look at my life as I follow mm -hmm. Christ, you know? Um, so there's a lot of ambiguity with regards to what now. But I believe, Hunter, that God is recreating um, a force that's going to look pretty different mm. from from what we know as 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 traditional mission. Mm. I mean, there's incredible things happening just because we're using multimedia, yeah. um, WhatsApp, uh, Zoom, mm. all of these things now. It's just incredible how much more people we can reach mm. with these mediums. Mm. So, um, so in our last yeah, in our last couple of minutes, then what would sort of be your encouragement to people listening? Now, and what are some maybe further steps or resources they can get if they're just thinking about prayer, man, I want to, I want to really be given to prayer. I want to really invest my life in prayer. Um, yeah, what are some sort of application points? That yeah, just some minute? of the things that, are, that has worked for me in my life. Um, I, I, I always thought that I was a, a great individual prayer, um, you know, until, until I've discovered uh, how God, through me, through just me being different, uh, wants me to pray or, 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 or created me to pray. So I'm, I'm a very kind of pray without ceasing kind of person. And, and, but I say to you today, join a, a nation's prayer group. Join some place where people are praying for nations. There's mm. online prayer movements that you can just Google and, and, and they're right there mm. uh, for you to join. You can just log, log on and off you go. Just pray, pray in the spirit with all kinds of prayers. Mm. Well, thank you so much for joining us. Our encouragement would be that you really enter into the prayers of the saints throughout the centuries. I mean, the church has been praying for over 2,000 years now, and we get to enter into that and bring glory and honor to Christ. So go out this week and seek the Lord, seek his kingdom in prayer. 
Thank you so much for joining us. Pray this has been a blessing and an encouragement to you. Good night and God bless.